everyone, and welcome to episode 272 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you? I'm doing fine. A little worried. It's the 21st, and I have, like, no Christmas shopping done yet, so I'm going to probably do some of that the next day or two. Yeah. Being off from work, I'm done. Um, I did. I, I made a. I made a few flubs um, for the flub heads out there. Mm. That Amazon like saves every address that you've ever used ever. And my two little nephews that live in uh, Texas, it defaulted to like their old address. Okay. And their stuff was sent like two weeks ago, and I just got the notification yesterday that the items were uh, returned and credited back to me because, and I'm like, because they were never delivered or whatever it was, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm flipping out. And I go see that the address that they went to, they don't exist at. So I had to go through Amazon. Like, my address was in there, like, seven times. It was, sure. like, Joe Sposto, Joseph Sposto, Joe, you know, w- Joe, and April Sposto, April Sposto. So I deleted all of those. I went through and I got rid of, like, stuff that we send stuff to on a regular basis, got the addresses, reordered the stuff one will be there in time the other one sadly will not there's two of them and i feel really bad about it but like shit's wrapped shit's ready to go again you know it it was the past where like i would always have that week before christmas off to get shit like this done and uh you know i might have to go to it even though you know i work from home or we'll see what work looks like a year from now yeah yeah, I I definitely feel like I'll be shopping like Christmas Eve, but mm. that's just the way I am with stuff. I did order something for a buddy of mine from eBay, and it's coming from China. Oh. <laughs> I just ordered it like yesterday or the day before, but I'm like, I won't see him until after New Year, so that's fine. You know, I could just say I had it in time for Christmas. You know, I've I again not to say that I haven't done that before. It's been a very long time where I've done all of my Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and this was this was in a pre-online shopping day, you know, so because I think you could still order through Amazon, definitely not a sponsor um, up to Friday as you're listening to this and have shit arrive for Saturday in time for Christmas. I don't even know if people are running on Sunday, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and, so, uh, and sometimes you get like s- super surprise gifts on your porch from Amazon that you didn't even order. They mm, <laughs> exactly. sent to like a, an address that doesn't exist. So I wonder if anybody on my Christmas list wants a free uh, car jack, you know, <laughs> uh, my, my kids, uh, friend, his father, uh, runs like a auto body shop. Maybe if you bring it down, I'll see if he needs it. <laughs> it weighs so much. I was, you know, the last time I got a mystery box, I saved it for the show. We did the what's in the box mystery. You know, uh, I couldn't even do that because I had to drag it on the ground uh, to my staircase and then like down my steps. Like every every step was like a thump because I couldn't. It, it probably weighed two hundred and fifty pounds. So mm-hmm. the the next time that leaves my garage is when whoever on like Facebook Marketplace is buying it comes to get it. You know, I, I was gonna say you could turn your garage into an auto body shop if more and more items like that start showing up <laughs> yeah like whoever keeps ordering stuff and sending it to me can you maybe have like a theme you know or like uh, uh i'll use some shelving for the toy room come on let's get some uh get some organization to these freebies something 
I was I was joke around many years ago. Uh, I made the joke uh, on one of the shows this week, Long Box or After Dark or After Dark, whatever. You know, it, it's I don't see it as much these days. I got some good filters going on Twitter, but where you would see a lot of people, and I would hate to call e begging e begging. But people saying like, oh, here's my Amazon wish list. Buy me something. It's my birthday. Or, hey, I just got booked in the UK for the first time. I need need new luggage. Mm-hmm. I put it on my Amazon wish list. Buy it for me. Right? Yeah. So I went. I think it still exists out there if you search Leonard F. Jakaris and Amazon wish list. It's all like leather sectionals and, <laughs> and full-size pinball machines and shit like that. <laughs> Uh, just as a rib. Nobody ever bought anything off it. But I'm like, what's the most expensive, highest shipping, least practical things I could put on an Amazon wish list? And I just loaded it all up. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, an employee of mine asked me, he's like, oh, I want to get you something for Christmas. Can you send me the link to your Amazon wish list? And I was like, this is the first time I had ever heard of like somebody doing that. Like, And I was like, my wish list is all just toys I'm waiting for pre-orders to come for. So I was like, <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for the offering, though, you know? Yeah, because I, listen, I, I have a wish list, too. You know, there's a few people in my life that want to buy stuff for me. And usually it's things on there where I'll see a figure or I'll see a game or I'll see a book or whatever. And... It's more or less like I will get a notification when the price goes down on this so I could buy it when it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh, shit, I need more pens or I'm going to need more pens. So I'll just add it here until we have like an order like we have Amazon Prime so we can get whatever. But it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, if we're doing an order, I'm like, oh, we'll get I'll throw the pens in there. Or like I'll throw the new notebook in there or whatever. Um, yeah. If you need to keep track of what the latest technology of sony mp3 player was in yes. 2016 you know right exactly <laughs> right. uh so enough filibustering i know people tune in for our world famous trademark banter to start the show uh <laughs> but let's let's get down to business huh sure and now at odds with wrestling presents this day in wrestling history All right, so not a lot on this day in wrestling history, but I got some clips. I got some stuff to discuss, right? Okay, maybe a short show, we'll see. We'll see. So on this day in wrestling history, 31 years ago, uh, I know know we're all very old, but it was the end of one era and the beginning, or at least the tease of the beginning of another era over on World Wrestling Entertainment's Primetime Wrestling. What's you gonna be your New Year's resolution? I'm not gonna be what a nice guy anymore. Oh. Anymore? Come on, I'm gonna be come mean. On. I'm gonna be horrible. I'm gonna be despicable. Well, in the spirit of change? the holidays, I, I think it's important that everyone know that. Well, prime time is sort of winding down as such. I mean, yes. come well, come January 11, you're going to see a brand new prime time. As a matter of fact, there won't even be a prime time. It won't be called prime time. Bobby the Brain Heenan live. From New York, it's going to be Monday Night Raw. Whoa! Whoa, wait a minute. A new year and a new day. Hold it, hold it. No more prime time? Well, we only have two more shows of your regular prime time here, folks. So we're going to be tearing down the set and things of that nature, bringing you some of the best things of that nature. (laughs) It's going to be in several And the 11th starts the new show. It's a brand new year. January 11, Monday Night Raw, live from New York. You don't understand something. What? That means I'm out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bingo! I'm supporting an orphanage. You're right. I need the money. You just can't pay me. Your luck is just run out, buddy. Wait a minute. So, again, at least until the leap year thing happens, like, we're going to line up with the first year of Monday Night Raw when 2024 starts. Nice. You know, it just popped in my head. Like, every seems like every year WWE does like the retro Monday Night Raw where it's just like, oh, here's our excuse to trot out like Farouk and uh, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I've complained before that it's always the same legends over and over again. Yes. Would you pop for an episode, maybe not of Raw, but like a one-time special where it's primetime wrestling? Like obviously maybe not Vince just in 2024. It wouldn't be a great look, but to have a couple people around a table and for them to just banter back and forth and then just throw to a job match like a squash match i i would love for that so uh, it there it, it would have to be the right people but if they recreated the set whether it be like uh the the gold set from like the original jack reynolds jesse ventura days then it went to jack uh jesse and gorilla then it went to jimmy hart and gorilla for a couple weeks Mm-hmm. And then it went to Bobby and Gorilla where it stayed. And then they went to a set that kind of looked like what we saw there, where instead of having like the round table, which is not a round table, but again, um, it was just Bobby and Gorilla. And then they, do you remember the time when they did primetime with the studio audience? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, you could do half of the show with the studio audience, half of the show just like that. Yeah. Like if they did a bit where it was like a primetime throwback where they recreated like the original set the second set, the live audience set, and then this with the round table. But like I said, it would have to be the right people. And I don't yeah. know who in WWE those right people would be. Um, like <laughs> Big E. I, it, Big like, e would Big, I think Big E would be fun. Um, I think like some of the people that go on the bump regularly would be fun. Like the bump essentially, like I don't watch it, but essentially it's the nouveau version of whatever sure. primetime wrestling would be. So that's the closest we would get. We would probably get an episode of The Bump where they try to recreate the magic of primetime wrestling. The magic of primetime wrestling. It's like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I have fond memories of it all, so I mean, I, I kind of want it, you know? I do too, but then it's like, we're going to throw to a three-segment, five-year-old match of Pedro Morales and uh, Tony Gurria taking on the original Demolition before we hired uh, Barry Darso, right? Well, no, I want them to like, it could be like, all right, you have, you have Biggie arguing with Paul Heyman and then whoever's in the Vince chair, you know, like your Michael Cole, your straight man is like, all right, well, enough of you two. Like, let's, let's send it down to the ring with Bobby Lashley in action. It's just Bobby Lashley versus a local, <laughs> you, you know, it's modern wrestlers. Or it, it, like, it would have to be, crowd. it would have to be them throwing to like somebody who's on the current roster but at least like a four to five year old match and them pretending like it's a new match. Or they can just whole cloth steal from TNA and just have the wrestlers act like they're doing a retro bit. You know, like TNA has the, uh, the old school shows where it's like Southern wrestling. Yeah. But that was kind of Southpaw wrestling, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you remember that and then, you know, the people that did that went over to TNA. So that's why it's over at TNA, but I like primetime wrestling. It was part of my childhood, you know? No, absolutely. All right. So let's go 1998, 25 years ago, Monday Night Raw versus Monday Nitro head-to-head. Raw is taped. 
the big things on this episode are Vince isn't there because he's training for the Royal Rumble. And he has a surprise for everyone. And the surprise ends up being Kane turns heel and is now part of the corporation for no reason. All right. All right. That's your through line through the episode of Monday Night Raw uh, from 25 years ago. But there's two things that happen on this episode of Raw. Uh, one is a follow-up uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Adam, if you remember several weeks ago uh, when Hawk of the Legion of Doom uh, climbed atop the Titan Tron without a harness, pretending to be drunk, and Draws very clearly pushed him off the Titan Tron. Yeah, that very jealous draws. Jealous of Hawk wanted him out of the picture, I remember. Well, Hawk is back, and it appears as though he's okay. Oh, all right. Well! It's gonna be good! It's oh, it's such weird. The full head of hair. Yes. The dark, deep little secret of, of draws in mine. Full head of hair, no makeup. See, draws. He's the pusher man. What? He's the enabler. Todd? I don't have to cover for you anymore, Draz, because I'm clean. Uh-oh. I've been that way for some time, and I like it. It was a good little plan. Make me undependable in animals' eyes. Sneak up and take my job. Draw. You are the dope pusher. And I was the dope, dope pusher. Draws just did the uh, the one the, the from the floor leap up to the apron like Brock does. By the way, to get in the ring, like I said, you should start doing right back. Yes. And I'm just looking at Hawk's signed cast there, and right. I think it says like there's the first one like Triple H. It says Two Hawk something something Triple H. It says Two Hawk suck it. Oh, I can't see it on the screen. Is small. Yeah. So even okay. if I blow it up, it's not great. But there, you can see it a little bit better. Yeah, I think I see Edge. And nobody right. regrets it more than me. And when I heal up, oh, when I heal, LOD stands for Legion of Doom and Lords of Discipline. And boy, I'm going to discipline the hell out of you. Oh. Hey, let me tell you something. The best way to fuel a fire that's gone wild is with hate, Fred. And I have plenty of that for you. Wow, Hawkins. Oh, oh, the chicken shit fucking draws attacking from behind. Draws is attacking Hawkins. Here, here comes Animal. Oh, look at this. Animal throwing draws. Is it true, Michael? You think it's true? Hawk was drawn to the Hawk claims that Draws was the pusher, supplying him all these years. All these years. <laughs> Even back when Draws was in the NFL and like in high school. <laughs> and there's long middle school. Hawk and Animal. And 13 years prior when they was in AWA. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, this angle doesn't get mentioned again. Uh, LOD are pretty much off TV until I think they make one more appearance between now and their repackaging. 
as LOD 2000 in three months. Okay, uh, see, I was confused based on the timeline because I thought they were already LOD 2000 because they had their hair grown out. And they had, didn't they have the, the biker helmets already? They, you know what? I think you're right. They already did. So, th- I, okay. So it does not go to – this is off of LOD 2000. So this, I think, is the last time that we see Legion of Doom on Raw. The angle gets dropped. Um, they bring in more people as part of Draws' crew, um, including Prince Albert and Key – who you would know better as Vic Grimes from ECW, the Baldies fame. Okay. Right? And it was supposed to be a stable of, like, drug dealers and tattoo artists and piercers and shit. I don't know. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, Vince would be like, it's an alternative lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very (laughs) different time. Now, speaking of people getting rebrandings or refreshers or so forth. We're a little over a year from Double J making his triumphant return to the world wrestling entertainment. Uh, he comes in, and he's a serious wrestler. He cuts the shoot promo. That goes over like a fart in church. He's got the Aztec warrior gear on, and he's refusing to wrestle low-card guys. Uh, then he's the NWA North American champion. Uh, and then he goes back to being the country music superstar. And then he's got Southern Justice, and then he's doing the whole thing with Owen and the Blue Blazer. So they, they've really been trying over the last year with Double J, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe finally, after 11 or 12 months or whatever the hell it is, we finally might be there. You know what pisses me off? World hunger. Holy wars. Politics. Ugly women in politics. Madeline Albright. Janet Reno. Pigs. You know what else me off women with semen stained dresses semen stained dresses that really me off hillary clinton stand by your man you really me off (laughs) you know so this is the beginning of the don't piss me off air of double j (laughs) i don't remember him really hammering home semen stained dresses on monday night raw (laughs) so if there was maybe like a year before this there was an ad for Raw Magazine, Vic Venom. That was this. It was exactly this. Whereas done in black and white, it was probably this same set. It was probably behind Titan Towers somewhere. And it was Russo talking about the stuff that pissed him off in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, we, I, I knew then, and I've known for a while, uh, that Jeff, you know, in WWF and WCW was like, Vince Russo's vessel. That was the person that Russo saw himself as on TV. And like all the Russo stuff Jeff did. And re-seeing this again, it's like, oh, this is just Vince Russo. Like this is not this is not Jeff Jarrett. This is Jeff Jarrett playing the character of what Vince Russo thinks a wrestler should be. It's Vince McMahon and uh, Ted DiBiase all over again. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and it, it it's so it's the beginning of the women hating thing. It's the beginning of the don't piss me off thing. It's it's all of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I've mentioned many times before that I'll whenever I turn on my bedroom TV, it defaults to the Impact Wrestling streaming channel, and right. occasionally I get some gems of like the early stuff. And within the last week, I got uh, 
like Jeff Jarrett in the ring and early TNA cutting a promo and then like Vince Russo coming out with like full head of long hair attacking him and then cutting a promo about like how like Vince Russo says like I've changed you know I found God or whatever and he's like but you Jeff Jarrett you've always been a piece of shit and it's like oh you guys aren't supposed to fight your besties exactly <laughs> well over on Nitro it's the go home show for Starcade. The big one coming up, and it's two big main event matches. But before we get to any of that stuff, now, sadly, there's no, there is a Jericho segment on this Nitro, but he doesn't cut a promo. He just comes and attacks Conan after a match with Alex Wright. What a waste of uh, an opportunity there. Exactly. But we have to check in on even sadder Scotty Flamingo in My Man Raven. How's even sadder? So... Well, I think it's important. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about it. Are you still in therapy? It's none of your business, Gene. What do I do in my spare time? Well, now, True. just a second. Your mother shows up last week. What was she here for? Is she trying to help you? Okay, I just want to pause it there for a second. Um, look at that awesome airbrushed Canyon shirt that he's wearing of Canyon himself giving Santa Claus the flatliner. <laughs> Blow that up for me, will you? Right. You're still showing me the small screen. All right. What is it like presents flying everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Somebody what like one of those uh like bootleggers or something should do that shirt. <laughs> or like if you're a wrestler out there, like that's a perfect holiday themed shirt for you to rip off. Yeah, your, name, like your name down the side, um, you know, vertically, and you doing your finishing move to Santa. Yeah, I mean that just screams boar, but you know, boar wouldn't land on his back doing a move though. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe more on that on the homework. All right. Gene, the only thing my mother's doing is trying to get herself on TV. She doesn't care about me. I hear she's a philanthropist. She gives money away. Yeah, she gives to charities just so she can get her face on television. Gene, the only reason my mom showed up was she saw Judy Bagwell on TV and figured it was her opportunity to be on television. I guess she figures if Judy Bagwell's one half of the tag team champions, maybe she could spear Goldberg and become the world champion. <laughs> Well, I think that might be up just a second. Oh, Chris Canyon. Raven, is your mom going to drive you home after? Hey, oh, 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 oh my. Even snap. That's oh, Mrs. Leedy is here. Mrs. Leedy is here. No. with me you need to go back and see your doctor you've got some problems honey you've got some mom you don't care about me you don't love me you never cared about me and you never will you just want to be out here so everybody can see you what about me what about raven scotty you know that's not true i love you you're my son i want to help you you need help you need to go back and see your doctor i'm gonna go home told you fine all right to West Palm Beach. Stay tuned. More action coming up after this. Oh, I didn't ask this last. Oh, nice. I <laughs> uh, just a ra- just a random dude. Give him a shout out here. Uh, Cult of Wyndham on uh, Cult of Wyndham seventy four. He actually has the airbrushed uh, Canyon shirt that Canyon's wearing there. 
That's awesome. I was gonna ask. I didn't ask this last week when uh, Mrs. Levy first showed up. Is that is that Raven's shoot mom or is that a stunt mom? I don't know. I think it's a shoot mom. Um, because again, they were in the they were in the process of putting untrained relatives and so forth on TV. Because why the hell not? You know. Yeah, I mean, they probably do it for free for travel at least. You know. I don't recall. I, I would think it it would be. I could tweet at Raven with this and ask him if this was his real mom. But uh, Raven's a bit of a dick on Twitter, so <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get that, you know, crush that interaction you you know with them. So, but we have our two big angles, our double main event heading into Starcade. Uh, last week on Nitro, uh, Ric Flair suffered a heart attack, a mild heart attack, um, definitely due to stress and everything that's going on, and we know it was real because it happened on Thunder, not on our week, uh, but. Rick Flair not or Rick Flair. Uh Eric Bischoff not only beat up David Flair, but also forcibly kissed Rick's wife on TV. Um, so we do get a continuation of that um storyline going in on Nitro this week. All right. Bischoff is cool as here. This is NWO country. As you've known for the last three years now. He looks pretty darn good to us. Bischoff completely clueless as to what's going to happen. I want his Right to the cameraman. Did he get him? I don't know, Vince. You're back. He just chased him right out of the TWA dome. Right out to the dome, right ar- around the trucks, the production trucks. Look at the fans are still standing. And now they stand as well. Twenty nine thousand people for Nitro. Ridiculous. Yep. I mean, WCW is not dead yet. He's dying at this point. Right. You know. Well, I'll pause it real quick. We talk about that all the time. Is you know they they you know these buildings are sold out like four to five months in advance with, from the the on sale dates. So you know people were buying these tickets, you know, back over the summer when WCW was still like still kind of hot, not as shitty as it is now. And like you buy a ticket and, and watching the TV and what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't think 1998, you can really scalp tickets the way that you can today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Flair's haircuts during these times are are pretty dismal. Yeah, but I'm saying he looks like he doesn't look ancient, even though, like, you know, he sometimes does then. Right. Look at who's in charge of the ring. Look at all the signs. I love it. 
doctor. Mike, you said it right. We don't need to hear from the doctor. So I, as you had mentioned last week, I think they mentioned on Thunder before uh, uh, the the pay per view is that Flair was poisoned. Um, they're still mentioning that uh, Eric Bischoff is talking about Flair having a heart attack. Did not have a heart attack because of the bad publicity and everything else that they got over the angle and the storyline and everything else. Uh, you know, mm. I, I I guess Ric Flair is going to beat the shit out of Eric Bischoff at Starcade, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what it's leading to. That's what the fans want to see. I'm sure that's what they're paying, you know, with those pay-per-views, like 30, 35 bucks to see, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll deliver. And we'll talk about the fallout of that next week, I'm sure. But the other match, Adam, uh, the big main event, of course, for the world title. He won World War III. Uh, he, he beat Wrath uh, four weeks ago, three weeks ago, to prove that he could uh, beat a guy who has a streak. He hasn't wrestled on TV since, but Goldberg will be defending the WCW world title and his streak against Big Sexy Kevin Nash. And uh, let's let's hear from Big Sexy regarding this big match coming up. Absolutely. Oh, boy. St. Louis, Missouri! Nice sweater on Nash there. Big sexy in the. I'd wear that sweater. A lot of black and red going on as usual. Wanted to give a little shout out tonight to Bill Goldberg. Listen to the booze. Yeah. Six days from now, I'm going to get the shot of a lifetime. I'm going to get my shot to become the WCW World Champion. For the last year, We've all been watching Bill Goldberg's meteoric rise to stardom in WCW. Bill Goldberg is 173 and 0. Young Adam in the crowd there. A lot of people don't. <laughs> I didn't see it. As at one time in my career, it it just said uh, Nitro Girls over here, and it was a young <laughs> boy holding up a sign pointing to himself. <laughs> yeah, that Sorry. seems right. <laughs> I was a world champion. Yeah. And during that year's world champion, I had 197 title defenses. And I didn't lose any of them. That's out. Bill Goldberg, I've been there. I've also been the champion. I've been pulled. 
I've been pushed into things. That's right, as a spokesman for your company, you're their poster boy. While you're doing TV Guide, I'm getting ready for you. While you're out doing your big motion picture, I'm getting ready for you. I've told you since this has started, Bill, that you need to do one thing, one thing only, and that's for you, Bill Goldberg, to stay focused. For nine years, I've been making a living doing this. Chant it all you want, folks. Is this height of powers handsome, Kevin Nash? <sighs> and it's, kind of- it's arguable to say that he's been on about a 30-year run. Sure, sure. That's the cliche answer. But, I mean, if you had to pick a moment in time. I like darker hair. I like, and again, obviously, it was a little, the edges were roughed off a little bit. But I kind of like 95 Nash, where the hair's a little bit shorter, a little bit darker, a little bit fuller, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my preferred Nash. <laughs> I, maybe it's just because he's been staring at me through the <laughs> camera for the last two minutes of this promo, but I, right. I'm partial to this era. That what happened to the nature boy. I hope everything's all right with him, but I'm going to end with a little something that the Nate's made oh so famous. Bill Goldberg, to be the man, you got to beat the man. great promo okay great go home promo from nash right i want to include that in there only because the build for this has been so bad and nash's promo is so good and the fact that he's so over with this crowd and goldberg's starting to get booze and we could sit here and people have litigated to their blue in the face and you know we're like two weeks away from the finger poke poke of doom 25 years ago right yeah so i think if they didn't do the finger poke of doom and they just let nash run with it as the champion i think wcw like like i'm not gonna say they would have won you know um it was reported in both jericho's book and the Nitro book that at this Nitro, um, for in the big Raw Ross speech before the show, Bischoff said that with what they have planned going into 1999, that WWF will be out of business in six months. <laughs> knowing that the finger poke of doom was coming. Knowing that the finger poke yeah. of doom is coming. It was reported in the dirt sheets, the torch or the observer or yeah. whatever it was two weeks ago, 25 years ago. Right. So the, the, the idea is out there of what they have planned and the initialness of the plan is that they, they turn and they do the finger poke of doom and Hogan's the champion and they build it to another Georgia dome show where Goldberg goes through all the members of the good NWO, which ends up being like hall Nash Scott Steiner, Buff Bagwell, and Hogan. That's the new NWO. 
But then, like, Hogan doesn't want to wrestle. This person gets hurt. Like, everything that could happen. So, like, we could sit here and speculate of, like, if everything went according to plan, WWF wasn't going out of business in six months, but would have WCW been able to turn things around? And sadly, like, I still feel having Nash win was the right choice. The 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 match at Starcade, like the multiple run-ins and the shock stick and Bigelow runs in and Disco Inferno runs in and Scott Hall runs in. It's a bullshit finish. Um but I get why they did it. But if everything went according to plan, is WCW too damaged at this point to turn it back around? Yeah. And you have to wonder, like, you know, as you pointed out, Goldberg's getting a spattering of booze and he was their hottest baby face over the past year plus, you know, and right. build to like, you know, the streak, the United States title beating Hogan at the, the Georgia dome and to get him a little bit booze here, a little bit booze there. If Nash had won and continued to be like this really, really likable baby face champion or even like a tweener or whatever. And you can have Goldberg without doing something dastardly, like kicking somebody in the dick, just have him get more and more bitter that like to the fans being like, what the hell do you want from me? Like I, I beat people and you cheer and now I'm beating people and you're booing me. And that'd be a good way to turn him heel without it seeming forced, you know? Right. I, I think they could have like, it's cause it's not cause Goldberg, if you remember, started out as a heel and then, like, there was no official face turn. It just, he started, like, wrestling face, jo- like, heel jobbers on TV, and they acknowledged the streak, and, you know, people get behind a guy who wins a bunch, and that's essentially what happened. But they they needed to, like, and again, I can't even think but what they would have done, because they, they tried to revisit the streak so many more times than that. Mm. And you couldn't have Goldberg lose again, but part of his character couldn't have been the streak but if they do what you suggest does he become the austin ripoff that he was accused of being where the only thing that him and austin had in common was that they were two bald guys in black tights but once he becomes the dta don't trust anyone you know he's attacking heels he's attacking baby faces on his own like and then like starts giving it back to the crowd where he's kind of like the tweener character is that too much like austin for them to try you know what i mean yeah i mean well he, he just because as you pointed out just because he's bald anything he does is going to make him compared to austin so right hey, austin's not the first person to become uh, a, a bitter baby face you know but do do you change his look i mean he wanted to throw a, a star david on his trunks back in the day and bischoff wouldn't let him you know yeah and when he was in WWE, he wore the bikers, and sometimes they had the half black, half white bikers. You know, let him yeah wear something like that. You know, I don't know. I mean, don't make him grow his hair out. You know, make him grow a full beard mm-hmm. instead of the goatee. I think that was a mistake. But it was the '90s. Every douche had a goatee. Exactly. I would have had one, but I couldn't grow one back then. <laughs> I'm checking uh, Nash's uh, claims there about how many uh, matches he had as champion. You know what I mean? I- I'm sure he's he wouldn't lie. Well, again, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I think he might have been lying. He might. He just probably did some double shots, and with you know him and Terry on a lot of planes together. You know, there's international date lines. Sometimes you wrestle three, four times in a day. You know, I, I think it's legit. 
Also related to what we were talking about before, you should uh, ask Brian Myers to ask Raven if that's a shoot mom. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good go between because Raven and him are buddies, you know. But is that it for clips? Yeah, that's all for clips. Um, I'm just trying, like I said, I really am now hung up on figuring out where. Yeah, again, Adam, I know you're going to be surprised to learn this, but Kevin Nash might have lied, right? (sighs) Why you have to say that? As champion, okay, um, he did wrestle um, about 127 times. But I'm going to say there's a good chunk of those that were tag matches as well. And he didn't win all of those matches. There was a couple times. I know there was a pay-per-view match that he wrestled against the Bulldog at an in-your-house where the Bulldog won by DQ when he was the champion. Um, So, again, 190-whatever. Yeah, but you could easily look this stuff up back then, so. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. I guess. All right, so it is the holiday season, uh, and it was requested online, Adam, uh, in regards to what happened in the last week of professional wrestling of what you would like to talk about. I will let you go first this time. Well, thank you. I appreciate that gift, and thank you, Kevin, for uh, requesting that on Twitter. Um, I am going to start with a really good, in my opinion, backstage back and forth between MGF and Swerve. And uh, this was just, again, part of the never-ending... De- uh, who's the devil storyline, which I will say I, I I don't care anymore. The longer you drag this out, the the worse the payoff is going to be. Just 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 end it now. But irregardless, Max finds a devil mask or one of the goons masks outside of the Mogul Embassy's uh, locker room. Knocks on the door. I think uh, Prince Nana answers it and is kind of scared. And then Swerve comes out. And I think they had a really fun back and forth. Um, this uh, the first time that they've interacted on AEW, as far as I know. But obviously, they have a pass on the Indies. And Swerve brings up uh, MJF's infamous "I didn't get chosen after my WWE tryout or my NXT tryout promo" that that Max has done a bunch of times. And Swerve is basically like, yeah, you didn't get picked. I get picked. I'm the one who gets contracts. And I thought both of them were awesome in it. And I really hope uh, somehow Swerve ends up being world champion the next couple months. And it's, you know, MGF is his run has gone has gone a little bit too long. Uh, maybe maybe Samoa Joe wins it next weekend. I don't know. But uh, I just love seeing Swerve near that main event picture. Uh, and he came off like a million bucks. And I thought we say all the time, Max like not in front of a live crowd uh it, a little bit more reined in does very well as well um and also this is we're gonna have the gold league finals speaking of swerve next week on dynamite of him versus mox versus jay white uh, as like the the semifinal, and i think that's gonna be fucking awesome too this was in my list of things to talk about as well um, I like it for many of the reasons that you mentioned to see Swerve officially brushing up against that top of the card, the main event picture, the world title picture, that sort of thing. Um, but I have I have a lot of problems with it. Um, the problems I have with it is stuff like this should have been going on um, more frequently. We just started within the last like two or three weeks of Max accusing other people of being the devil. Um, The first time that he accused anyone face-to-face of doing it was 
uh, Hangman. Hangman, and then Hangman yeah. got taken out. He now accuses Swerve of it, and you know we'll see if Swerve gets taken out. I'm going to guess he doesn't. Uh, he's got a little bit more muscle and protection behind him than Hangman did. But I feel the fact that, you know, there had been rumors online that this storyline was supposed to go on much longer. But I feel with them doing the Hangman thing over a couple of weeks ago, doing the swerve thing here, that we are getting toward the end of this for better or for worse. I say better. Um, you know, they, they announced for Dynamite next week that uh, two of the goons, I guess, are going to take on Samoan Joe and Max for the Ring of Honor tag titles. I'm going to guess that they lose the tag titles there, and maybe we don't get a reveal immediately. Maybe at the pay-per-view we get a reveal of who that is, and then, like, all the pieces start to come together on it. Yeah. Um, And I've advocated for Max's backstage stuff, and his, his promo, while good, felt like it had no direction. He's joking around. He's making the inside references. He's a baby face, but he's kind of cutting a promo like a heel. And then he ends it by saying he's the big bad wolf and, you know, Swerve's house. And like, in his mind, I'm sure there's a great line. This is, it's, you say this is your Swerve's house, but I'm the big bad wolf and I'm going to blow your house down. I don't buy Max as a tough guy, you know, and when he yeah. tries to be a tough guy, I don't, I don't buy it. And I buy Swerve. I believe Swerve when he talks and he does what he does. Max comes off as a guy playing a wrestler, which is fine. You know, um, like this week they, they inducted Max uh, into the Jewish sports hall of fame. And I didn't watch all of the stuff. I watched some of the clips that they showed on TV. He did a ton of interviews for it, during it, around it. And again, in so much of what Max does comes off as phony. And I think that's really a detriment to who he is and what that character should be. And he's young. He's still coming up. He'll figure it out eventually. I'm just worried that he's going to do um, irreparable damage to him, his character, his legacy, this early in his career by coming off as a phony. And I'll say with the caveat, one of the most popular wrestlers in the world is probably the biggest phony in the world in Cody Rhodes. <laughs> but Cody had the gravitas and the family name and the the the, the time spent and everything else like that to kind of you know it's like all right you're, you've you've kind of earned being a phony right mm-hmm. I don't know if Max has earned being a phony yet I I I know exactly where you're coming from yeah and I'm not I'm not like I'm not a huge MJF fan and I I do agree that like there could be times where he says stuff that you know, is not genuine just based on like, you know, he's not this tough guy, you know, he's fucking built like a thousand bucks. Thanks to chicken and rice. And like, he can mm. kick your, your ass and my ass, but like, he's not like, he's not Brody King out there. You know, like he's not somebody that you would legit be afraid of just based what? on like whatever. But I will say that over the past year and the matches that he's done, I do take him seriously as a credible, like top guy, you know, like I right. don't, I don't look at him as like a fraud in the sense of a phony. Like, yeah, he does say stuff that you don't believe, but he's also still, he's a baby face version of a chicken shit heel, you know, and it's, I'm fine with it. So maybe I'm just a little bit more lenient when it comes to, to, to Max's phoniness than you are. Yeah. So let me kind of put it this way. So it's not like I'm saying I want him to be a one dimensional character. And I'm not saying that any of the other people that you mentioned from, 
Brody King, and you mentioned, like, and I could sit here and list, like, a thousand people that I consider more of a tough guy, more believable, more whatever than Max, right? Sure. But John Moxley is a nuanced character, and I believe him, right? Brian Danielson is a nuanced character, and I believe him. Eddie Kingston is a nuanced character, and I believe him. And these are all guys that are, like, in their 30s to 40s, and Max is in his 20s, and he's he's still a wrestling baby, and maybe he got a lot sooner than he should over. Yes. But that's not his fault. It was hoisted upon him due to him being super over, you know? So give him time. and that's and I th- and like I know I'm just saying like I think a lot of that inconsistency in his character is going to could could end up biting him in the ass in the future. But I'd like to be proven wrong. Um, like that he's not my guy. I don't think he'll ever be my guy. You know, I, I I've said on here that a lot of times my heart goes out to him because you could tell he's dealing with a lot. You know, physically and mentally. Um, in the back half of 2023 here in regards to the position that he's in. And I, I sometimes I hate to come on here and dump on someone who's like, you know, you know, a little less than half my age or a little more than half my age. But that's what we do on the show. And we talk about wrestling and I try sure. to, keep oh, it, I guess, yeah. you know, character on TV and not personal stuff. But when he tries to mix his personal stuff with the on screen stuff and then he acts six different ways in what's supposed to be a real interview and then he acts six different ways from that on his tv character then he goes on social media and says all of it's really me i don't fucking know what to believe man um yeah. but good luck to you good luck and, and like all those names that you mentioned your moxley's your danielson's your kingston's you know that they, they had a decade on the indies before they were even on tv yeah you know, kind of figure that stuff out and you know obviously max did the indies but for a cup of coffee compared to any of those other right. guys you know so but Obviously, and you mentioned his body is legit breaking down a little bit from some of these matches and some dumb decisions during those matches, but also the super bad break of the Adam Cole injury and kind of being stuck in no man's land with this storyline, you know, so I cut him a little extra slack, but right. hey, this was all about Swerve. Swerve's awesome. Yes. What do you got? All right. So today, Adam, is the day all of those folks that were released by the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, back at the end of September, their 90 days are up, and now it's time for them all to conquer the world. <laughs> now, we've already seen some stuff recently. Um, we saw Mustafa Ali release a political ad type thing. Uh, he was not a prisoner prisoner, but he was definitely a political prisoner. And I think they announced 14 different matches for him today. Um I know Masse and Mansoir have been like out there making appearances. I don't think they've wrestled anywhere, but they have a bunch of stuff that's been announced. Um, I know Dollar King has been announced for GCW. <laughs> fucking perfect fit for him. <laughs> right. Um, I know MLW made the big announcement that they've signed Matt Riddle. And I say they're perfect for each other. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if you could see the list here on yeah. my screen. I could read them here. Adam, who are you looking most forward to? Do you have any bold predictions <sighs> about these people? Um, are you ready for that hot Dana Brooke indie run? Like I know Brett and DJ over at We Need Wrestling are. I was just about to say, I hope Dana Brooke shows up on Stardom or something. That way DJ can still see her, mm-hmm. you know? I um, hope you book her for uh, the TJWP show that's going to be Mania Weekend. <laughs> or the DDT show that's Mania Weekend that they're going to an Ed. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm looking at the list. And for those people that, you know, obviously don't have this in front of you, you have the, the people that you've mentioned, but Elias and Shelton Benjamin, Boogs, Aaliyah, uh, Commander Aziz, Riddick Moss, Emma, and Shanky. Um, I said it before, like, I, I like Mustafa Ali. You know, he's cool. I, like, in-ring Mustafa's fun. I don't like the the Antifa slash, like, the, the what was it? The revolution gimmick or whatever that he was the head of. Retribution. Uh, How dare you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like, uh, I didn't like any of that stuff, but, like, He's a cool dude, like on Twitter when he was just being himself, and like he's great in the ring. So I wouldn't mind seeing him places. Um, and I think somebody said in the Discord, "I want the I want the Dolph Ziggler versus Matt Cardona on Mania weekend match." Uh, but I, I would like to see Dolph somewhere like on television where he might actually have like a decent match. You know, like I, I'm sure he'll get indie bookings, but like even if it's you know if he signs with TNA and he's in there with Josh Alexander for a good match or something like that, I'd like to see I don't want him to be a top guy. I don't want him to sign a five-year AEW deal, but I wouldn't mind seeing like a handful of matches of him versus like people that can actually go to see if he can actually go. Cause that's always been his reputation that WWE held him back or whatever by the internet. But, uh, I don't know. Send Emma to LVAC. I'd, I'd, I'd get a Mark <laughs> photo. <laughs> But so, yeah, there's not many people on that list that I care about. Like Shelton Benjamin's awesome, but I, I've seen 20 years of Shelton Benjamin. I don't need him anywhere else on like national TV. So uh, I will say this: Shelton Benjamin did release a video that like had some sort of Godzilla theme to it or something. Okay. And, and Rick Boogs did uh, put out new pr- uh, like headshots today as well. Is and, uh, Rick is when is Rick Boogs going to team with and or face Josh Bishop? That's okay. So, and then I think Aaliyah put something out that her and Alexia Nicole, who was like the other Canadian girl that could have, should have, would have got hired by WWE, um, they had a history that bled over into AIW, and they were tweeting at each other, it's like, it's been eight years since we've been in the ring together, it's time for us to run it back, and, um, okay, yeah. you do that, um, but here, here are my predictions, okay, um, you're never going to see Emma or Riddick Moss again. Um, I think not even in TNA, like, nope. I feel like she's like a, she's been there a bunch of times. Absolutely not. She's done. All right. Um, commander Aziz and Shanky, probably little to nothing. Um, I could see Dana Brooke trying. Um, and she's Dana Brooke is going to be in the Masse and Mansois, uh, category that they're going to go out there they're going to get a bunch of bookings maybe start off at a kind of low low price to kind of get their face out there a bunch they're going to make little no waves right yeah and also like dana brooks been in the wwe like shockingly long and if she yes you know held on to her money she can do like the legends of wrestling conventions you know 10 weekends a, a year and and probably live comfortably the rest of her life not to mention like going the mandy rose route and and doing a little extra on the internet you know uh i could see um ali maybe not signing with aew but definitely doing a run in aew but not immediately like let him get do like six months on the indies and i'll say this to everyone out there all right i've seen 
the show poster for you doing Speedball Mike Bailey versus Mustafa Ali, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen you do the show poster with whoever the hell else in Mustafa Ali, right? Give me the freak show matches with Mustafa Ali. I want Mustafa Ali versus Jimmy Lloyd, right? <laughs> I want Mustafa Ali versus Schlack. These are the matches that I want to see Mustafa Ali do. <laughs> I want Mustafa Ali versus Sidney Bacabella. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Um, I could see Ziggler doing the, as I mentioned in the Discord, I'll mention here, I could see D- Ziggler doing the program in GCW at Broski Mania Weekend, but I could see G- Ziggler signing with TNA because mm-hmm. uh, Hawkins is there, Dreamer's there. I think Ziggler could, you know, it's a nice lighter schedule. I think you're going to see Ziggler do very few indies and you're going to see him do a lot more convention appearances. Sure. Um, Elias, the same thing. Uh, Matt Riddle can go fuck himself. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I want to see a three match run with Rick Boogs. I want to see the match with him and JB in AIW. Sadly, it'll probably happen in MLW. I want to see the match where there's the heat between Rick Boogs and Filthy Tom Lawler because they both think that they're JB's partner. Ooh. And then JB has to make the decision, is Tom Lawler his tag team partner or is Rick Boogs his tag team partner? Fuck, you just booked six months of the territory, Joe. Yeah. That's how we do it. Doesn't need any titles, doesn't need a ton of other guys. It just needs those three yeah. kind of fighting with each other and let uh, JB live his dream, you know? Yeah, I got to jump on Facebook Messenger and let somebody know about that, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again, like I said, I, I don't see any, like, everyone's like, oh, Tony Khan's going to hire up all these people, and you're all full of, like, uh, Yeah, please, no. Like, I, I'm looking at this, and it's just, like, again, I can see, like, not, again, not who do I want in AEW, but who would Tony Khan conceivably at least make an offer to? Uh, I'm looking at this list and it's just Dolph Ziggler just because he's got the name recognition kind of like Edge. Mustafa Ali, you know, I could see Ali doing like one of those Blackjack Battle Royal ladder match face of the fucking network scrambles, whatever one of the whenever they have like, oh, who's going to be the ace? And, you know, you don't know. I could see that being a perfect spot to introduce Mustafa Ali. And. And before you said, oh, you'll never see Emma again, like Emma's a TV person, the women's roster in AEW's like very shallow. So beyond that, like I can't see anybody else signing with AEW. So I I don't want to see this big influx, like maybe one or two names from there. Yeah. And I don't think you're gonna. And again, listen, I I think Emma's a very attractive young lady, but she's a horrible wrestler. Um when she I mean, was, that doesn't disqualify really very many wrestlers from getting signed anywhere. Man, when no you had mentioned she was in TNA, and yes, before she got rehired by WWE, she was in TNA. And Adam, I defy you. I defy you to watch one of those matches. I will I, because she ran. She uh, like came across uh, the the inspiration many times. So I mm-hmm. watch those matches all day if you put them in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I got one more thing. But do you have anything else? Uh, I, I, you know what? I have a quick rapid fire of just some things I want to just mention. Don't really need to discuss. Uh, I will say just again, the winner of this week's chicken and rice diet uh, award goes to AJ Styles, returning from hiatus. Good for him. Um, I will second say 
Uh, Joe, there's been many iconic duos in the history of the wrestling world. You know, Hogan and Savage, Sting and Luger, Flair and Arn. Uh, but now we have Julia Hart and Sky Blue. So that is something that uh, I didn't know I needed until now. But Joe, I sent you a little something for Christmas. And the, the, my final talking point and the thing I really want to go into depth about this is my gift to you and our audience is this new bit of audio. Will you hit this button? Well, I didn't want to break up the, the the bit of it, but I just real quick before I do, I do have a quote from AJ Styles from SmackDown this past week. <laughs> okay, steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says. All right, play um, the clip. Yeah. My way, my life. <laughs> the Lexus King moment of the week. Uh, yeah, I had to find it. It took a while for the version, <laughs> the new version of his theme to show up on YouTube for me to rip it. But uh, you know what? I, I enjoy that so much. Show me you play that one more time. My way, my life. The Lexus King moment of the week. All right, Joe, Lexus King, uh, this week on NXT, your moment of the week was him participating in the NXT men's breakout tournament. And Joe, stop me if you believe that this is a real name, but he faced somebody named Dion Lennox. And uh, this is a person I've never seen before. So before we go talk about Lennox King, let me explain Dion Lennox. Uh, He is uh, like a clean cut looking man, you know, very athletic build, kind of looks like Jason Jordan um, or... uh, uh, you know, whatever. He's wearing just regular wrestling trunks, but he comes out wearing like glasses, you know, like spectacle glasses, like his reading glasses. And Joe, he wears them. He's got smiles on his face. He's waving to the crowd, but then he takes the glasses off, Joe. And there's a switch of intensity that goes off, much like the ring bell going off for Festus back in the day. Ooh, or <laughs> Lincoln Hawk turning his hat around and over the top. Exactly. So he takes those glasses off. He's all business, but. This is the, the NXT men's breakout tournament. So Lexus King comes out. Uh, he does have the throne, the sliding throne. Uh, he comes out. He tries to adhere to the code of honor. His hand is slapped away by that dastardly Dion uh, Lennox. Commentary calls Lexus the drama king, which is very funny also because Aiden English tweeted like, pardon me, uh, after that. And Lexus tried to uh, take off with the contract because there was like the contract that you win by winning this tournament tournament kind of sitting ringside like the AEW triple crown so like halfway through the match lexus just went and he's like i'm just gonna take this and leave but of course he's chased down by uh dion and uh lexus king ends up winning with this swinging ddt thing that they're now calling the coronation and i will say that during this match there were three count them three instances of booker t going wow it was really bad uh and then somebody came out from the back with the chair and chased off uh lexus and commentary never really said who it was we they just assumed that we would know who this is uh because they referred to him as this guy oh this guy's got a you know problem with lexus or whatever i mean please commentary i don't know who's on your program i only know about lexus king because that's what we're here to watch and this has been your lexus king moment of the week Oh, hang on. I should play it again, right? Yes, you should. Come on. My way, my life. The Lexus King moment of the week. So uh, I'll say this. It's funny. It's funny to me 
that Lexus King has to be in an NXT breakout tournament where I think Lexus King, if I'm not mistaken, and again, obviously, when you come to the World Wrestling Entertainment, it's like you're starting from scratch. Um, but Lexus King uh, has been wrestling for six years, uh, which ironically, uh, this was Dion Lennox's sixth match ever, mm-hmm. um, his third match on TV ever. And then and I will say, like, he, that Dion was very athletic and, dare I say, more polished of a wrestler than Lexus King, if you can yes. believe that. <laughs> and then uh, for some for some reason on the NXT house shows, uh, Lexus King and Dion Lennox are now a tag team for some reason. Was sure. there anything that happened to this match that would make you believe that they should be a tag team? No, because like I said, you know, Lexus tried to befriend him with the handshake and Dion slapped it away. And then when whatever that guy was came out to chase off uh, Lexus, you know, the other Dion did nothing like one way or another regarding it. Okay. And also, yeah. I looked at the bracket. I will say the the uh, the breakout tournament bracket for the men's. And there's not a. I don't watch NXT weekly. I don't. I don't watch NXT at all. But I do not recognize any of the other seven people on in the tournament. You know, so Lexus King definitely there for the star power. You know, to put some eyes on this tournament. Oh, for the sure. whole thing. You know. <laughs> now, Adam, my last thing. I, I I've been waiting for this moment. I'm just going to play this before I get right into it. I'm letting it play as long as I can. I'm going to start talking. If you can't hear me, I might... Oh, no, it's going to pop down a little bit here. So, Adam, I want you to... If you already haven't, I know you have. My Google Calendar is already updated with it. I didn't even have to do anything. But this Saturday... December 23rd in Hagerstown, Maryland. It's LA night day. They're giving him the key to the city. What took him so long? Adam. Yeah. I, I Listen, I don't know what took him so long. I've been asking for this for, for, for months, <laughs> nearly a year. He's up for titles. We had the floats ready to go, the parade, everything. And now finally this Saturday, it's official. Um, and you're going to ask me, Joe, are you surprised by this? And I say, no, I've been, I've been ready for this day for almost two years now, right? This is the day that all of us LA NyQuil drinkers have been waiting for. Um, hopefully the weather is nice in Hagerstown this weekend. I looked, it's not going to be, um, I'm sad. And again, this is Adam. I, I don't know. This is maybe better than him winning a title. Maybe better than him beating Roman Reigns. He's getting the key to the city of his hometown. Like I, I'm, that's pretty goddamn cool, man. I, I'd, I'd hesitate to guess that, like, if you look at the WWE roster, like now or in the past, eighty percent of them end up getting the keys to their hometown. But not that I'm aware. To, Adam, don't take the wind out of my sails on this <laughs> I'm one. Saying, like, I, I think beating Roman for the world title at WrestleMania would be a little bit more of a bigger deal. Well, match third, third down from the top against AJ Styles and Royal Rumble isn't good enough. Anyway, um, but I, I hope you're all along with me. I hope you've been with me on this ride. The LA Knight fandom just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, I will be the first one to say that I am still always a little bit sad 
that the uh, Yab Movement guy, the unofficial fan account of the LA Night thing, who has like tens of thousands of followers, doesn't follow me. And uh, <laughs> invariably, Adam, I-, I see somebody come up on my timeline saying some dumb shit. It's usually quote tweeted by Ed because that's just the way Twitter works. And then I go and I'm like, oh, this person's really dumb. I have to go mute and block them or whatever. And nine out of ten times, the Yeah Movement guys following him. The guy that, the guy that I'm blocking. For have being... you tried? Have you considered? Like, it seems like this the Yeah Movement might be one of those like follow for follow things. Do you maybe he missed your thing? Do you you should unfollow I, him and then refollow him. I I interact with them when when I got when I got my LA Knight shirt. When I got my LA Knight sweater, I, I tagged him in it. No like, no retweet, no nothing. Ooh. Maybe he's jealous that you're coming for his spot as number one fan. That might... I, now listen, I, I was I, I was there first, but he True. surpassed me as the number one fan. I can't argue with that. I don't know. Like I'm not saying everybody should harass him and tell him to follow me, but I just did. So <laughs> Um, leave him alone. He's a nice guy. You know, he's an LA Knight fan. He's a wrestling fan. He actually used to work for WCW magazine, um, back in the dying days of WCW, if you remember them. Um, I might've seen him around the office back when I was the director of WCW research and continuity division. Oh, that's right. That's on your, uh, that's on your resume. I forgot. It is. (laughs) Um, but I don't know, man. I hope WWE covers it. I hope they do a piece on it or at least like something on the YouTube channel, um, you know, and, and I know Adam's like, oh, well, 80% of the roster gets the key to their city. Yeah, I don't know, man, but 80% of the roster's never been as over as goddamn LA Knight is, right? Yeah. And well, I, I'm, I'm not trying to take it away from you, but. And the one thing that I hope that comes from all of this is that they go back to announcing them as being from Hagerstown, Maryland. It, I, I obviously, it's, it's the last LA Knight match I've seen was probably his, his, pitch black match with Bray Wyatt. Oh, so, come on. I swear. So like, do they, uh, do they still, they say he's from like Hollywood or yes. Okay. <laughs> Joe, I, I have a follow-up an indirect follow-up. It's a question for you. And, right. uh, if you have in your podcast studio, uh, a very bright lamp, preferably with a, like a high wattage, like a hot bulb. Can you do me a favor and point that directly at you? Because I want to know where were you on Wednesday, December 13th in LA County? Um, I don't have a hot light. The lighting in here is pretty shitty. Uh, December 13th? Wednesday, December 13th. I I heard that you were in the LA County area. (laughs) What did you do? Where is the Slim Jim custom Nissan Z? (laughs) I will say this. I happen to know that vehicle is a stick shift. So there's oh. no way that I would have been able to take that vehicle without going unnoticed. <sighs> Damn it. That, that's a valid alibi. <laughs> what if? What yeah. if it wasn't stolen and this is just a publicity thing for it to turn up at the L.A. night day where he gets the key to the city of Hagerstown, Maryland this Saturday? And they, like, give it to him as a present or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure that you weren't in on that. <laughs> no, huh? no. Uh, benefit of a quick Google search. All right. Uh, is that all you got, Joe? That's all I got, Adam. Uh, that's all I have. But, Joe, I think uh, the one of the most important things that we can possibly talk about as I allow you to queue up the soundboard is this.
gender-neutral monarch of At Odds Wrestling. That is right, Joe. The votes are in. Voting has concluded at some point this week. I don't know when. Probably Tuesday. But joining the illustrious former gender-neutral monarchs, including Orange Cassidy, Avery Good, Danhausen, and the gender-neutral monarch of the mountain himself, the Boar, with 58% of the vote, defeating Filthy Tom Lawler, your new gender neutral monarch is Jeff Cannonball. Congratulations to you, Jeff. Uh, congratulations to the boys over at Chicken Salad, Matt and uh, Sleepy Decker, who's not so <laughs> sleepy anymore. Um, He's in just regard, sniffly as ever, though. There you go. Uh, for their pick, um, I, again, it really was mostly anyone's pick. Um, and again, I know Adam calls it the gender neutral monarch of at odds everyone else calls it uh the adam adam what is it the adam fuck around uh playground uh i don't acknowledge that because everybody's everybody's bitter if their person doesn't win at all so still just still just as prestigious and i will say this um in hindsight adam if only you did not block me from allowing la knight to be in this year's tournament <laughs> yeah. When he invariably won the tournament, even through all of your chicanery, you could have taken credit for him winning the gender-neutral monarch of At Odds with the city of Hagerstown giving him the key to the city this upcoming Saturday. Uh, I mean, this is true. I could have very easily, you know, slid in there, took credit for that, but I prefer to actually influence things in real life because not only... Has Jeff Cannonball had a, a great year, but 2024, checking the year, uh, going to be even bigger for him. So uh, when that when that happens, when he gets the key to like wherever they make the soda at, you know, like, right? That'll be uh, even better for him. Yes, absolutely. I know Jeff is taking a little bit more of a reduced schedule the back half here of 2023. He's a new dad. Um, hopefully, he's back uh, bigger and better than ever for 2024. Off the back of this, uh, his victory here. Which, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see how next times go. It's not next year's. It just kind of happens whenever it happens, you know? Yeah, like, I, I we've talked about this before on air. We didn't really discuss it off air. But something needs to change with Twitter <laughs> one way or another. <clears throat> Excuse me. I started sounding like Patrick Mahomes there. Um, uh, something needs to change one way or another. Uh, or I, I can't see us putting Twitter polls up next year if it's still the same way. We'll have to think of something. But... That's next year's problem. Well, you know what? There's a perfect opportunity for you to mention this. Like I had mentioned to you uh, off air, you could do, um, you know, Twitter polls. Of course, you could do polls through the Patreon. Yeah. You don't have to be a member of our Patreon, but you do need to have a Patreon login to be able to vote in it. But um, another way that you could do things is the stink sheet just put out their ballot for the 2023 stinkies and i will include the link to it in the show notes here uh they do it through a website called take.supersurvey.com okay um and you could put things up you could put a time limit on it it definitely does allow you only to vote once even though it looks like you'd vote multiple times right it's probably using like your IP address or something, something like that. But like they have their uh, categories, best online meltdown, 
uh, best episode of the stink sheet for the year, the Jay Briscoe Memorial Dem Boys Tag Team of the Year, best promotion, worst promotion, uh, best Twitter feud, worst Twitter account, um, wrestler of the year male, wrestler of the year lady, worst podcast, worst commentator, fuckhead of the year. And <laughs> this, and this in particular, is the category that I want everyone to go toward. Okay. And I'm going to mispronounce this. This would be the uh, Yuka Takaoa Fan Account Memorial Award for Posting Excellence. <laughs> and your people that are up for the award are Mets, regular contributor, um, and I would say the heart and soul of the stink sheet. Uh, yep. Frank Thorpe, um, again, he uh, he, w- he was uh, he, he had feet on the ground in regards to the Liv Morgan story this past week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doxy Stoxy, again, a legend. And young Ed, right? Yeah. Now, again, eventually this this award is just going to get named the Doxy Stoxy Award because um, he's like the runaway winner with this. But I want our people to put their vote behind young Ed. I, I think even Doxy said he voted for Ed on this one, right? Yeah. Oh, I'll um, definitely vote for Ed. And Doxy's a maniac, but I will say you're only as good as your most recent tweets, right? Yeah, Doxy's living off a of past glory here. I, well, listen, I don't want to say Doxy's living off, off past glory, <laughs> but I'll just say a lot of his recent tweets have been like, here's a picture of my wife at her work Christmas party. Look how nice we are. Here's everybody at my job that loves me and all the, oh, all the changed, things that they man. gave me for being so nice. Ed's recent tweets, <laughs> you can't see because he gets banned every other week for saying yeah. dumb shit on Twitter. And you need to make an account that isn't the podcast account, you know, so that you can He's get... He's got three! Ed. He can't remember the passwords to any of them! Make a fourth one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, just the, the people that are important will see the tweets. You know, obviously, I just don't want to see the Hayabusa one get fucking banned. Permabanned, but... Yeah. But yes, I will go and vote for, for Young Ed, and I will look at some of those other categories, and if I understand them, I'll vote in them. But... Also, friends of the show, Indie Wrestling Guide, uh, they had an award show recently called The Respectful Hogs. And uh, listeners of our show, Porter, Porter O'Shea won Referee of the Year. and J- Jake Tom Clemens Dunn, in the mud. Yeah, I know. Tom Dunn won Show of the Year. The show oh. Of the uh, so uh, kudos to them since I know they both listen. And, and I'll say this, the voting for the stink sheet thing ends um, Tuesday at midnight. Uh, they're going to do a live stream of it on Twitch on the 28th. And any of the charity stuff, donations, bits, or otherwise on Twitch that night are going to go to avacats.org. Uh, action volunteer for animals in regards to rescue cats. And uh, in my day and age... I never thought that I would be a cat person, but here we are. I know Kurt and the gang are very big cat people. So like I said, I will include the link uh, to the uh, voting and everything else in the show notes. I'll tweet it out, everything else like that. And uh, vote young Ed. He, he really needs this one. <laughs> yeah, we, Ed really needs some recognition for his tweets. He doesn't get enough of that, you know? Certainly. <laughs> now, we do have homework coming up. Uh, we're going to be recording the Patreon episode a little bit later on here. Uh, we are going to be discussing the February 14th, 2000 episode of Monday Nitro, the go-home episode for Super Brawl that year. And then there is no pay-per-view this weekend, Adam, so uh, what are we going to be assigning? 
Uh, Joe, I am assigning to you, to myself, and to all of our listeners a movie that I'm rather shocked we have not watched yet. I had to go back and check. I hope that my records are correct in this. But we are going to watch, because it is Christmas, Joe, and I've run out of Miz movies. (laughs) We're going to watch the 1996 classic starring Bad Terry himself and available on Tubi. Yes! Santa with Muscles. Uh, no. Uh, we have not watched Santa with Muscles for this. I think I watched Santa with Muscles once, maybe like 20 years ago. Um, it sucks, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. And, of course, Tubi keeping on winning, having all the greatest films. The greatest film library of all time. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, the, I, I'm starting, I put up an episode of Vintage uh, vintage Homework up on the Patreon where I just basically, uh, I cut out our show homework from the main show of us doing the Miz movies, the Miz Christmas movies, Yeah, and uh, they're, one of them is available, the other one's going to drop tomorrow, and I realized like there was the Goldberg Christmas movie, and there's this, and I found other ones. There's no shortage of Christmas movies starring professional wrestlers. So I, I like the fact that uh, so far, knocking on wood, this this little bit has been available around the right time of the year. Absolutely. So again, go check out Tubi. I'll go grab the link for it, put it in the show notes, and uh, we'll discuss it next week here on the po- on the uh, Patreon, right? Absolutely. And I don't think I've seen it at all, so I'm going in clean. All right. Get ready. It sucks. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Uh, so let's get into some voicemail. And uh, it's a blast from the past, Adam, uh, literally and figuratively. Hello, Adam. Hello, Joe. It's been a long time since I've called. Strongest man in all the land. Party! <clears throat> and uh, I'm not going to call about wrestling. It's boring. Add odds with wrestling. We're not. We're not talking about that old thing. <laughs> um, I want to get your guys' take because I just recently watched a very revered horror movie known as Terrifier and Terrifier Two. And um, <clears throat> I gotta tell you, it's not as grisly as I thought it was meant to be. Everyone's talking like, "Oh, this is like the most nasty thing, this, that, or whatever." And yes, it was gnarly. I won't lie. There's a reason they didn't make it in theaters. But to me, I don't know. I feel like I am desensitized to this stuff. Like that whole, uh, that whole, um, that scene in the bedroom, I think everyone's talking about, didn't do it for me. I think, and I want you guys to take, what's, what's one scene in horror movies that sticks with you? And it's the one that shook you. For me personally, and uh, spoiler alert here, if you haven't seen the Saw movie, Saw 3, the trap where that guy gets twisted in his, all of his limbs, arms, legs, neck, it, it's brutal. And that one, that one I could barely stomach and watch. That one to me is the worst. So what are your guys' uh, all-time cringeworthy, never-want-to-see-this-again type horror scenes? And um, hopefully I'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. Strongest man on the land out. 
First of all, I just want to say it's great to hear from Artie again. You know, it's been forever. Artie on maybe not on Twitter, but maybe some other social medias under different aliases has been just posting nonstop. Like, hey, look at my degree. Look at my new fancy job. Look at how successful I am. Like, he's the opposite me. We're supposed to be twins. <laughs> you know, but uh, it is really good to hear from him again. And as far as the at odds with wrestling, you know, like who wants that wrestling thing? Have you not been paying attention? I've been solely trying to get the wrestling out of this show for like two years now. Um, but Joe, I, I'm not a big horror guy. I've said this many, many times. Like, I'll dabble in it. But, like, I cannot watch like a saw movie because even though I, I, my brain knows that it's all fake, like I can't handle like the, the maiming and the dismembering. And so like, I think I only saw the first saw. So like everything from that would probably stick with me. Cause I was like, I never need to see this again. Like I'll watch a horror movie that has ghosts and spooky stuff. But when you start getting into like visceral ripping shit off, like people escaping the traps and having to saw through their arms or fuck around with their eyes or whatever, like I don't want to see any of that. That's that's not for me. It's not like, oh, I'm scared. It's a it's I'm fucking uncomfortable and I might throw up, you know, I, I forget sometimes, um, you know, because his wrestling character, kayfabe, everybody is an older, an old timey man. I forget how young Artie actually is. He's, he's, that he's, he's like, oh, this, this this movie, this old movie I grew up watching called Saw Three. <laughs> um, I will say there is a bit in Saw Two where there's a guy who falls in a pit of syringes, and that's pretty nasty because you know obviously most people have like issues with needles, so that plays into it. But the guy who falls into the pit of needles. Um, is very much 2004 Eddie Kingston uh, down to he's wearing the same pretty much like his street clothes are the gear that Eddie wore in 2003 and 2004 <laughs> so like I connect to it that way I'm with you that the Terrifier movies are a little overblown and I only think it's because um, you know I know already said that they didn't get theatrical releases they did-ish they got limited theatrical releases and then Terrifier 2 did get, like, a limited run over, like, Halloween weekend. Um, Terrifier 2 is too long. It's, like, two hours and 45 minutes long. It's too fucking long. That's, that's like, three horror movies. Yeah, and there are disturbing bits in it. I don't mean Jericho's scene that's tacked on at the end just so he could be in this movie. Um, I think there's a bit in part one in spoilers for Terrifier 1 where he hangs a person upside down and then splits them from their, like, midsection to their neck. And that's a really cool effect. But I'm too desensitized to this sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to ask for, like, what's a memorable scene or what's a scene that lives in my head rent-free, I'm going to show it to Adam here. I'm not going to say what it is. Nope, but I nope, think nope, 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 Adam, so you have to watch. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch. Here. No, no. Anybody home? So it's not. It's not as bad as you're gonna think it is. Hello. All right. What's that noise? I should go Get investigate. <laughs> Hello. I'll say that animal squealing noise is much more subtle. Um, like when you're watching at home, like obviously watching here with the headphones on, like it really pops. Okay. 
your little leg twitch. That door slamming. That door slamming does it for me, baby. Okay. There's All a, right. Like I, I, I watched that, and I'm just like, I was waiting for something to happen that was like cool, but I don't know. Does Does Leatherface squeal like a pig? Is that his bit? No, he doesn't. God damn it. He was butchering was someone he? or something back there, right? Oh, okay. And that's the oh. first time that you see Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw, and it's like, you know, it, that's the way a jump scare should be, and... You know, obviously, you see the guy get hit with the mallet and the the his look at his little leg twitch in there, Mikey. Um, and he gets pulled, and the door gets slammed. You're like, oh, what's gonna happen behind that door? And it's no good. Um, like, and that's like maybe the only scene that has any sort of significant blood in all of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? No, I mean that was pretty tame. I mean it was right. a cool hit. Like the hit itself was visceral, but like I thought the the leg kicking was like a little bit over the top, you know? Ah, and- you. Uh, I don't know. And, like, That's, why did you just, like, oh, what's that noise? I'm kind of reluctant. You know what? I'm running full speed right at it. All right. Fucking idiot. It's investigating. It was the 70s. <laughs> it was a different time. You can't judge, right? I guess. Thank for your call, uh, Artie. Congratulations on all your latest uh, kudos and allocades. I hope you're having a, a good uh, Christmas time. Absolutely. I'll see him this, you know, over the weekend, obviously, you know. Yes. In the mirror. You'll see him in the mirror <laughs> in your house. Yes. All right. Next call. Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here. Um, I've been out Christmas shopping all day. I think I'm like almost done, or at least I'm done as far as who I will Amateur. see on Christmas. There's some people I'll see like a week later. They, their presents uh-huh. can wait. You know how it is. Smart man. But uh, for people on my list and people out shopping store displays, these freaking Squishmallow things are everywhere. Kids want them, you know, like just uh, there's all sorts of silly, stupid little designs for them. Not a whole lot of uh, pop culture crossover for it. So what if what if we had wrestling Squishmallows? If any wrestler, past, present, could have a Squishmallow, which one would you buy? I fully realize what I'm setting him up for here. And I'm still asking this question anyways. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe, maybe I'm just at a loss for words. I was not at a loss for words for my post for this week's Patreon. I think it went five pages, but if you want to hear Joan Adams thoughts, subscribe to the Patreon. Talk to you later, guys. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I was reading Kevin's write-up uh, of our show homework earlier today, and I just I, I wanted to post it. I didn't post it, but I thought it like the Emperor Palpatine meme of just me being like, "Yes, good, get greasier," <laughs> you know, because almost everyone gets greasier than the last one. I'm kind of proud of him. Um, but Squishmallows are actually made by Jazzwares, who yes. makes the uh, AEW figs, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, again. Uh, Jazzwares announcing something doesn't mean anything uh, because they always like cancel things or just things never come out or they come out nine months late. But I'm pretty sure they announced that they were doing AEW Squishmallows. Like I thought there was, I could have swore I remember seeing like a Sting or a Darby Allen because I know they have the wrestling buddies, but I feel like they have like the here's just their oversized heads. Uh, so like I if if it wasn't announced, maybe it was rumored, you know, but. Uh, uh, who would I buy? Um, 
I wouldn't buy like an, an Alexa Bliss Squishmallow or a Tay Conti or whatever, just because it's like it's a it's a char- a character of them. It doesn't look like them. It's a cartoon cartoony version. So I don't need that. I've got cardboard cutouts like a normal person. Uh, you know, but I would buy an Orange Cassidy or an Eddie Kingston Squishmallow because that'd be fun. You know, just throw them on the on the couch. You know. But nothing greasy when it comes to Squishmallows. Yeah, you know, my kids still is at that age getting those things. Squishmallows, like, their popularity kind of, you know, was up, like, maybe, like, two, three years ago, and it's still just as hot. But, like, I remember, like, two, three years ago, they were, like, the Cabbage Patch Kids, where, like, you couldn't find them anywhere. They're, like, crazy priced. And, like, there are tons of knockoff ones. And I wouldn't be surprised if WWE did their own knockoff ones. But usually, like I said, they're, like, a stylized version of the character. You know, they do... Um, you know, Jazzware has the main Squishmallow line, so anything that they have properties for, they have, like, Pokemon ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I could absolutely see an Orange Cassidy one that, like, is just an orange with the glasses and the thumbs up and the everything else like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The Darby one that looks like a skull and, you know, that sort of thing. So I could definitely see them going that way. I wouldn't buy them for myself. I'm not a child. My kid doesn't care about wrestling. You know, he has a specific thing he's into, the Pokemon ones, whatever. I will you say wouldn't this. You would buy an Eddie Kingston Squishmallow and put it on your couch? No. Oh, how did I become bigger fans of these people than you? Yeah. You have. <laughs> don't say I have a disposable income because I certainly don't have that. <laughs> well, again, then that, then that doesn't explain why you would buy an Eddie Kingston Squishmallow, right? <laughs> just, just out of pure love. That's the only reason. Two things. You don't need to tell Kevin to be more or less greasy. I think he puts a uh, a, a, a control on his greasiness um, because he knows that people are going to be reading what he puts out there. That being said, I would never tell anyone to call in. But reading Kevin's write-up of our homework this week, I so bad was going to just say to him, like, I don't care whatever you had planned. You need to call in with the story of the time that you li- live next to a girl who worked at Scores. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, that's a time. That's a story for another time. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is the time. <laughs> you know? That's right. Your time is here. Your time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. Well, hopefully, she, hopefully she didn't see you when you were in the bushes outside of her home. But thank you for your call, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kevin. All right, next call. Hey, now. What's up, Joe and Adam? It's your buddy, Kenny. Wishing you guys uh, Yuletide season greetings uh, to everybody else uh, out there in the soon-to-be-named network. Uh, you know, tis the season and all that stuff. Tis the season to make uh, online purchases. So uh, similar to the over-under on uh, Tim's automobile kerfuffle where he thinks he could just park his car wherever the hell he wants in his own home, <laughs> uh, it's over on that one all day long over. But anyway, I got a question for you guys. If you had to say of the one of the two, which one arrives? I made two online purchases that have yet to arrive to my house for the holidays. The first, which one do you think comes first? Do you think it would be the purchase I made from an independent wrestler who lives in the same state that I do? Or do you think the package from the out-of-business skateboard company that did a blowout sale and laid off all their employees that printed my shipping label two weeks ago and have yet to send a package, which one's coming to my house first? I'll uh, hang up and take my answer uh, off the air because uh, that's the best place to take it. And, uh, yeah, hoop de hoop de hoop de hoop Get wrecked, boss. 
See, if it was me, I'd have to ask two questions uh, to to make a more educated guess. Uh, the defunct skateboard shop, are they still currently right this second accepting orders, or have they completely shut down their web presence? Because if they've just sold everything and they're gone, you know, there's a pretty good chance you're just not getting what you ordered from them. So even if the indie wrestler takes like six months, that's still six months sooner than never. Um, and as far as the wrestler, I would look to see how how well they're booked like over the next couple weeks, and that'll give you an idea of like whether or not it's going to ship anytime soon. But I think if I had my gut, I would say the indie wrestler item, just because you will eventually get that. You're probably never getting the skateboard thing. <sighs> yeah, I, I tend to agree with Adam there. The fact that they printed your shipping label two weeks ago and there's been no movement on it does not bode well for you, but now printing a shipping label is that the same thing as paying for a shipping label um it depends because if i go on ebay if i'm selling something on ebay i can just mark it as shipped and then add the tracking later uh and like it would notify the buyer that the item is shipped Mm -hmm. so i mean if he's received an actual shipping number then i think that means it's paid for yeah. But maybe like I don't know, I'm not an expert on this. Like maybe it doesn't get charged until it gets received by the post office, you know. So I, yeah. I see what you're getting, but I don't know if that necessarily means they got charged for the shipping. I, I would need more information to make more of an educated guess, of course. Like he had mentioned the thing with Tim and his car. Obviously we have the new wrinkle that there was a nail in the tire, which is also going to, you know, delay things. I'm still taking the under. Um, a tire is no big deal. Yeah, because if the nail in the tire is in the tr- the tread part, the th- yeah, like the the thick part, like uh, underneath, that literally costs fifteen bucks for them to melt a piece of rubber over that for a patch job. Uh, if it was but, on the side, it doesn't. You can't do that. But if it's in the tread, that's, yeah. But that's, but even if they're just replacing a tire, you can get a tire replaced like in the same hour. You know, oh, like, sure. Yeah. Right. I'm just um, saying, like, from a cost standpoint and, like, an ease, you don't have to worry about the tire not being in stock. Like, right. You know, but go ahead. And, and I'll say I'd want to know who the professional wrestler is that he purchased these items from, but I know some of the wrestlers that Kenny likes. So I'm going to lean and say that he's going to get the item from the wrestler before he gets it from the out of out of uh, business skate shop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, Kenny. All right. Kenny does call back one more time. Oh. Hey now, hey, it's your brother Kenny again, uh, real quick, uh, weekly purchase, <laughs> uh, I got a big ass chest tattoo, uh, it was the craziest thing in the world, uh, it was like an hour and a half, it was about 30 minutes to do the outline, and then I go back to get the rest of it shaded in on January 4th, so I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna wake up real early, watch some Wrestle Kingdom, Hopefully see Shingo drop some bombs and whatever fucking match they Gato fucking puts them in and take a nap and then uh, lay on a bed and get my chest tattooed for like 90 minutes. And it's going to look beautiful. And uh, come summertime, I'm very stoked. So anyway, thanks. Uh, cut this one off and uh, put this on at the end of the show. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> get wrecked off. So I don't preview these. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm glad he said chest again at the end because I thought initially he said chef tattoo. Mm. like c-h-e-f and i'm yeah. like, like the south park character <laughs> <laughs> so i'm that glad the second time around he's like no chest tattoo no good for you man like i said i'm 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 shocked to hear people in this day and age 
how quickly they can get tattoos done. You know, yeah, I, I, I remember... used to take like hours and hours and hours. Yeah. So and like even I... getting something just on your arm would take a couple hours. But the fact that he's, you know, obviously it's in two different steps and hour and a half here and an hour and a half there. But uh, to get something done in your whole chest and, you know, Kenny's a Kenny's not a small man. He's not a peewee. You know, he's not as slender read of an individual he's got, so he's a broad-shouldered man you know that's yeah a, yeah so he's an ink there yeah glad you're getting something cool there right yeah joe uh, if the patreon paid for it would you get a brock lesnar tattoo for us nope like not like the knife on the belly or the demon's head on the back neither nope i have no tattoos as i'm as a 46 year old <laughs> man if i if i get my first tattoo and that's what it is they <laughs> probably would arrest be? me <laughs> it'd be so funny no <laughs> All right. Listen, I, I, I again, I'll, I'll, I'll play games with a bit under protest, <laughs> but something that would like cause like hours and hours of pain and money that could be well better spent on literally anything else. You know, what about, what color it turns when you light it on fire is better than that. <laughs> what about like a Buff Bagwell, like the barb or it wasn't barbed wire, it was the rope around the one arm with no. the two little strings hanging. You could probably get that done in like an hour. No, no tattoos. No. I'm good. All right. The, the tattoo window closed for me about 24 years ago. You know, uh, I had a couple ideas. I never got them and I'm never going to get them. All right. Fair enough. Thanks, Kenny. Right. Thank you, Kenny. It is pink button time. But before we do the pink button time, I have like a jingle, I guess, or an announcement that it's pink button time. Oh, shit. I'm going to marry young Ed. Right. <laughs> That's what we, Marcus is saying what we're all thinking. I'll play yeah. it again. I'm going to marry young Ed. Right. No context. Let's get right to Ed's call. All right. Hey, Joe and Adam. It's Ed. Um, so uh, what Adam said last week about me watching World Wrestling Entertainment Monday Night Raw. Yes. Uh, and streaming it uh, for money. I would do that. Yes. Um, normally, I'd say no, and uh, I'm doing okay financially. I'm fine, no complaints there. But I do have an anime convention coming up at the end of January, and like I don't know if I get my bar tab paid for that. That would that'd be dope. Um, I would I wouldn't hate that. It's not so much like I wouldn't need compensated financially to do that uh, in any other way other than like. That show will have me up past 11, and I got to work the next day, and I'm going to be tired. So mostly that's what it is. Is like, would I let you give me money to watch a thing that I will hate, and also I will be tired the next day? And it's like, oh, yes, I would do that for money. Um, and I have a number in mind. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I know how these negotiations work. Uh, I have a number in mind. You guys figure it out. Um, I'm just like, what you're going to do. Uh, financially, and it's going to be with a number. Uh, and then I will let you know yes or no. Um, three hours. Though. That shit fucking sucks, too. Everything. I saw a meme where it was like just pictures of the same characters from two different like points in time, and it's like, who are you? And then the other one says, like, I'm you, but stronger. They did it with Akira, Tozawa, and Dragon Gate. And then him now, and I hate that person. Whoever did that, I hate your fucking guts. Um, it, uh, 
Boom! I hated. I had such a bit. I was so lucky. I was in Twitter jail then, or I would have. I would have lost my shit. How? Oh my god! Why would anyone think Dragon Gate Akira Tozawa is not as good as Akira Tozawa? I hate it. I hate uh, WWE fans. I hate their guts. I think if I think if you watch the show and enjoy it, you're simple. Okay, bye. (laughs) Spoken like a typical AEW simp, like always. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Joe, I have a question for you regarding this Ed uh, stream thing. Yeah. So you know how, like, and I, I hate to keep bringing him up, but like Broski will mention, like, all right, there are shows that he'll go to, and he's like selling merch, and he gets to collect every single nickel of it. But then there are also shows where he's being vendored, where he'll be paid a flat rate to come in, yes. and then the person who's paying for the vendoring gets to make all the merch money, right? Sure. Do you think we should? pitch to ed be like ed why don't you know you're you're gonna be worried that not enough people are gonna sign up for this so why don't you let me and adam go ahead and give you like a hundred bucks to watch raw that'll cover your bar tab and then you know anything we make you know whatever we'll handle all that and then you know ed will have a hundred dollars in his pocket and he'll have his bar tab for the anime convention covered but then you and i can market this thing and make way more money than a hundred dollars Okay, that does sound like a lot of work, right? Why don't we just take that money that you had earmarked from the Patreon to get me a Brock Lesnar tattoo <laughs> and just give Ed like a little bit out of that. But anyway. Um, no, I'm just saying that seems like a good opportunity there. Yeah, but the only thing is with that is it would have to be like on a channel that we, you know, a YouTube channel or a. Oh, Twitch sure. Stream. We'd have to figure that out. I don't know how to do any of that. Right. <laughs> That's work for me, you know? <laughs> but I will say this Ed does bring up a good point. In that he would be a tired boy for work the next day. I say, what would be funnier that Ed stays up for the whole thing or attempts to watch Raw, falls asleep on the stream <laughs> while Raw is playing in the background, and he misses the reason that we had him stay up to watch it, which would be Phil. <laughs> oh. I just think of just people paying to see Ed to watch Ed sleep while Ross play in the background. Right, I think I think that's just as good as him watching it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll work on it. We'll come up with that yeah. now. I'm sorry, I'm just popping for that. And then I thought about Marcus's <laughs> willingness to marry. Oh, him. What he wants to do? Yeah. I'm gonna marry young Ed. Like, listen, uh, I, I can't say I argue with him. I'm already married, and I'm not yeah, the I mean, the, the consortium's not going to be happy about that, no. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ed does call back one more time. Um, I, don't, I don't think you're... If I like you and we're friends, I don't think you're simple if you enjoy WWE. <laughs> I think that was mean. I think I only... I only mean that if you're... I don't know you and you watch it. If you, if you watch it and you like it and we're friends, but I think you're just doing a silly bit, most likely. I think that's yep. the only way that would be possible. You're just doing a silly bit. Uh, I just thought it was kind of mean. I thought it was kind of mean last time. <laughs> hey, bye. Look at Ed with the conscience. You know? right. <sighs> that's what that's what multiple stints in Twitter jail will do to you. <laughs> yeah, it's like these slaps on the wrists are working. You know, right? I, don't I know. still say vote for Ed in the stink sheet poll for uh, besto. What the hell's the exact name of the category again? Hang on. Best tweeter or something, right? Uh, the Yucatec Oa fan account memor- uh, memorial award for posting excellence. 
<laughs> yeah. Don't right. let yeah, I'm going to vote for Ed. Yeah, yeah, don't let Ed's conscience on this show deter you from voting for him. He's still a yeah. rat prick bastard when it comes to online interactions. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's just a kid. He doesn't know any better. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, hey, uh, I know I think there is a Thursday night game, so if you didn't do your picks, it's too late. But we're getting toward the end of the ESPN Pigskin Pick'ems for the soon-to-be-named network. Uh, I'm still on the first page in 17th place. Um, as long as I can stay there, I'm good. But Adam is currently in second place. Uh, this is true, but I am not confident. I feel like uh, in both the Pick'em and in the fantasy football playoffs, like I just feel like I'm about to run into a string of bad luck. I'm not, I'm not feeling good. Not we are on, what, good. week 16 or 17 of you saying that every week? I, 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 no. Uh, there was probably like... Th- Three weeks earlier in the season where I was a little bit pessimistic, uh, and then a bunch of people threw hissy fits, so I stopped. So there was a good 10-week uh, week patch in there where I just didn't talk about my fantasy team. Gotcha. And then uh, in the fantasy team, the fantasy thing, you're uh, taking on Todd in the uh, playoffs, right? I am, and as a matter of a fact, um, I checked my lineup a couple minutes before we jumped on this podcast, and I realized that a player that I had in – uh, for this weekend was ruled out already, and I made a last-minute switch and put in uh, Sweet Puka Nakua. And against Todd, he's already got over 100 yards and a touchdown, so already uh, doing decent. But I, I again, I still don't like my chances because, uh, man, Patrick Mahomes was a waste of a number one pick. It's not good. Well, I, I think he knew. I think the collusion was in with him and Marcus to to ruin your fantasy. It's or- possible. Or the fact that fantasy is just luck of the draw and none of it makes any sense, right? Or you put a lot, bunch of preparation and work into it and it rewards you, you know, for, you know, mm. I guess, you know. I, again, you could you could look at it your way, I look at it my way. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like consistently being at the top in the pick and, like, winning fantasy. Uh, or winning you were consistently at the top in the pick Well, I mean, last year I finished as the top host. This year I'm going to finish as the top host. The year before host. I was near the top. Oh, sure, there's, like, a dude beating me, but we don't know who that is. It could be a bot. All right, fair enough. Could be fake. fake. But, no, I I do think mm, I might squeak past Todd, but, uh, oof, next week will be rough. Uh, I'm just losing players left and right, but we'll see. And I I already spent the fucking winnings, so it's like, (laughs) I mean, I'm good for it. We'll give it to whoever ends up winning this is going to get paid, but it's going to hurt if I don't win the whole thing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just saying. But, you know, yeah. I, I, I said on Longbox Heroes, the dream scenario is Todd beats you, and then Pat wins, uh, and then Todd beats Pat in the finals. Why is that? Why, why can't I beat Todd and then beat Pat? Because I think uh, it's a swerve, bro. I think the way that things have been set up, you and Pat have been at each other's throats this whole season regarding this, so it would make sense for you two to be in the finals. Yeah, and again, I shouldn't even be facing Todd right now. I am the number one seed. I should be facing the lowest remaining seed, which means I should be facing Mr. Tim right now. I should be okay. facing the guy that took a kicker number one overall. Like, this should be my matchup. But for whatever reason, uh, two legs as the number two seed is getting the lowest remaining seed. This isn't fair. Uh, I think you, whatever opportunity site you did this through, you need to take that up with them. I do. There's been a lot of weird quirks, but it's the first year and maybe the last year, but like, there's a lot of things that we didn't know. So, (laughs) 
Well, next year, like I said, when D, when when Ed and I buy DJ's pick and we phantom uh, pick it all for him, you know, mm. we'll see how things go then, right? Sure. I mean, only if during the the live draft special uh, that you guys pretend to be DJ and like answered as DJ the whole time. Oh, okay, I could do that. I could Maybe do that. cosplay as him, you know? Yeah, DJ and I look similar enough, you know. <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, next weekend, enough about this football bullshit. Next weekend, LVAC returns to National Socals in beautiful Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, there are five matches announced. I feel as though this is the full card. A Sokol show with more than five matches doesn't feel right. Um, you know, we got Tony Depp and, and Rex Lawless taking on Cheeseburger and D.K. Van Du. Uh, Little Mean Kathleen and Clara Carreras taking on Shannon Lavangi and Harleen Lopez. Uh, Channing Thomas taking on a mystery person. Uh, I know last week I told you that I had it on good authority. It was going to be the debut of uh, Johnny Sokol's. <laughs> um, okay. I do. I do have it on good authority that this week uh, the new replacement is going to be uh, Dabo Cotto, uh the former Commander Aziz. <laughs> uh, even better substitute, right? Yes. Uh, eight person match: Batiri, King Crab, and Murloc uh, taking on the Lost Boys, who we had seen before in an LVAC show, and two young men. Again, they're named as Catchpoint. I'm assuming they're from the Catchpoint School. That Drew Gulak and uh, Hot Sauce Tracy William are doing. I couldn't find a social media presence for them. They weren't tagged in the announcement. Their names yeah. aren't on the flyer, so they're just collectively known as Catchpoint, I guess. Yeah, Lvax maybe not the best at identifying on social media. You have to check. Uh, you have to check the Instagram. That might have more info. I did. It don't. Oh, okay. Facebook. Uh, also no. Friendster. Uh, let's not go that deep. All right. And then it was recently announced in an unsanctioned Southside street fight. Big Dan Champion is going one on one with Sidney Bacabella. Yeah, that's right. Finally, Sidney's going to get his hands on Big Dan. Big Dan will have nowhere to run. Finally, Sidney could put an end to all of this, become the official king of the Lehigh Valley. I will say Dan does not have a good track record in street fight esque brawls at National Sokols. <laughs> uh, see the match that he had a uh, while back with Max Taylor, uh, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sydney Bacabell is a crafty son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Sydney's got a uh, hundred moves under his sleeve, like like uh, things that he's got planned. Stooges waiting in the wings. Uh, I, I don't think this is as cut and dry as a lot of people make it out to be. Uh, that's why I think the smart money's on the Bacabella family. All right. Well, we shall see next weekend at National Sokols. It will not be streaming live on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. I don't think there is internet at uh, National Sokols, let alone good internet to try to do that. Uh, but don't let that deter you from going and signing up for Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, a.k.a. IWTV, independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers using the promo code at odds. It's going to let Jerry know that you came to him from us, and it's going to give us a little bit of a kickback if you keep your subscription. I say it's just good to keep up on the current landscape of independent wrestling and also, you know, your favorite wrestlers from World Wrestling Entertainment, AEW, TNA, etc they were on the indies before you know we talked about it before did mjf have a time on the indies yes was it brief yes is there a ton of mjf matches on iwtv i guarantee you there are yeah 
Uh, so that's, you know, just right off the uh, the rip there. Of course, you can also support us by making any and all of your purchases through the uh, eBay affiliate link. When you click on links to various merchants on this site to make a purchase, this can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay partner network. Yeah. We mentioned the Patreon before, of course. We mentioned the Patreon. Again, go sign up for that. For uh, conversations with Joe, the Dasher Hatfield, Avery Good, very good professional wrestler, etc. One is going to be dropping this weekend, tomorrow? Saturday at noon. Saturday at noon, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Go listen to the past episodes of that. The remastered, remixed, cleaned up versions of old episodes of At Odds. And of course, when we discuss the homework, those are over on the Patreon as well. Yes, and again, I cannot stress enough, Ghosts of Mismas Past... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two episodes starring the Miz Christmas specials. Those are uh, one is out. One will be out shortly. Yeah. And there is not a T public sale going on currently, but there is one picking up Monday and Tuesday, 35% off of any of the purchases get designs inspired by this show. Soon to be named network, uh, final wrestling place, uh, long box heroes, long box heroes after dark, uh, get a variation of bad Terry, uh, lies and bad Terry still lies shirts amongst many, many other things. Yeah, I think we still need to put up that Bad Terry Still Lies shirt. I don't know if that one's up there. I'll have to double check. I'm bad at that. But what you don't need to double check is whether or not these podcasts are out and you should listen to them. They are Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hayabusi, and Final Wrestling Place. I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. (laughs) Anabolic steroids is a logical next step. Anything else? I'm going to marry young Ed. <laughs> and then this ended up. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. And your figures will be bought. <laughs> uh, I will say I didn't know if you were going to play the uh, Marcus's intention of marrying Ed clip there, but I I have a feeling that that's not going to have the legs of his preferred dietary choice clips though. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we can can fit it somewhere, you know, where it's appropriate. But uh, uh, it's just not not your best work, Joe. All right. I tried. When I I heard it uh, on the podcast, I popped and I'm like, oh, I got to grab that and throw that on the board. We'll see. Yeah, I just don't know if after the 12th time it'll be as good as like the what I need is anabolic steroids. You know, we'll see. Uh, uh, That and again, listen, Yeah, you you make a you make a good point, and so is this. <laughs> Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> That's why I was waiting for you to play before, and you didn't play it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I played it for AJ Styles. That was the AJ Styles quote. Oh, okay. So, hey, Joe, did you buy anything? I did. I needed to get a new headlight for my car, so I went and got a new headlight for my car. It cost me fifty bucks. <laughs> didn't we talk about that last week? Or just no, I, I mentioned that I was going to. It was gone to go get done, but it didn't get done. I didn't get the bill for it until. Uh, they had to order the part, so I didn't get the bill for it until like Sunday. 
So, gotcha. I, well, I mean, if we're oh, good, I paid for it on Sunday. <laughs> Super exciting. If we're going to talk car stuff, I'll say I, I got an inspection in my Camaro for the third year in a row. I got an exemption sticker, which basically <sighs> means that you didn't drive it enough for them to inspect it. I think it's like something like under 500 miles in the year or maybe under. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a, a low, like a low number, like something that any normal person shouldn't get. Um, they just basically check to see if the tires are real, you know, and then they just put a sticker on it. And it's the same as a normal one, but it says exempt on it, which, again, just means you didn't drive like X amount of miles. So they don't bother checking all the stuff. You gotcha. Know? But uh, I did that. Um, I didn't buy anything like big toy related. Um I have done Christmas gifts. You know, I joked earlier, I still have some stuff to do. Um, I will bring up just because I know, I think I mentioned it a while ago, but I very seldom talk about Funkos unless it's a wrestling related one or like a, a something that has a story to it. But my only purchase for myself this week, um, like a year ago, almost a year ago, uh, Walmart put up for pre-order a What We Do in the Shadows box set of like all the characters from the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And so that, that was close to a year ago. And I know DJ ordered one. I think I ordered one. Um, and then like six months later, Walmart canceled it. And Walmart was like their their excuse was, uh, oh, due to insufficient quantities, we've unfortunately had to cancel your order, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it, it had seemed like at that time, all of the Funkos that people were pre-ordering from Walmart were getting canceled. And like people were speculating that Walmart was like threatening to stop carrying Funkos, whatever. Um, but fast forward now, like almost a year after the first pre-order, they're starting to hit stores. And I, I've been looking at our local Walmart while on Safari, can't find them, but like Funko's website, like Funko.com, like the proper website, for whatever reason, occasionally sells exclusives that are supposed to be like Target or Walmart exclusives. Uh, and that box that popped up on Funko's website for the same price as what Walmart was selling it for and with like free shipping. And I know that when Funko ships something, it'll be like well packaged versus Walmart might send it to you in a garbage bag with the stamp on it. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, so I ordered from Funko. So uh, that'll be uh, hopefully coming here soon. But that's the only thing I bought for myself. Did you know the uh, importer exporter up by me no longer has Funkos in store? Uh, I'm not surprised. I didn't know. I'm not surprised by it. I know that even back when I was in the importing and exporting business, um, there were talks of like stopping carrying them because they had a very high return rate because people mm. would uh, buy them uh, for either in-store pickup or for shipping and then return them when they realized how destroyed the boxes were gotcha. because like, like the people in our warehouse would basically, when they're sorting a truck, they'd be like, okay, here's a toy, like a Funko. They throw it over into the bin for that section of the store and then maybe throw like a freezer on top of it. You know, like there was no care in the product. Um, so like such a high quantity of them were written off uh, for being damaged. So I'm not shocked that it was like a, a just a loss point for the company. Yeah, they still have a toy section. They have a pretty extensive Squishmallow section, um, but they no longer have Funkos in store and no longer have uh, Pokemon cards in store. Like they, you could get tons and tons of deals on Pokemon cards through uh, importerexporter.com. Yeah, but they don't physically carry them in store, which is always a bad sign when they stop carrying the Pokemon cards in store. 
it is also possible that they a lot of them could have been getting stolen and that's another thing because they are such a small item yeah you know, it's something you can slide in your pocket and there's no security stuff on them so a lot of times companies will be like all right for whatever reason, for every five hundred we get in the store, we have to write off a hundred for theft. Let's just have, sell them online only, you know. But and I also notice importing exporting uh, stores also carry a lot of uh, wrestling figures now. Yeah, yeah, there was a it was a halfway decent selection when I went to the one by me today. Yeah, like uh, like a lot of WWE Ultimates and stuff like yep. that. So all right. Um, did you buy anything else? Nope, that's it, man. It's Christmas time. All my Christmas yeah. shopping is done. Nothing for me. Um, when I don't get the things that I want that I need, I'll probably mention them on the show next week when I buy them for myself. Yeah, I, I like I said, I didn't buy anything else other than that. What we do in the shadows box set. Um, just two quick things, just for a matter of discussion, and we'll get out of here. Uh, what do you think of the uh, basically the final version, more or less, of the Broski and Meyer Super Seven figures that they they announced yesterday? Is that what those pictures you were you put in the Discord were? Those were 100% the pictures that uh, Cardona and Meyer showed off. Now, granted, there are multiple heads, and I chose the two worst heads to show for that picture. But those are legit. Yeah, those are bad. They're there's, fucking dog There's shit no way in hell I would have guessed that's who they were. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> if it wasn't for Broski's hair... Now, granted, like it, that's kind of makes it look recognizable with the like the the totally natural like spiky hair thing in the middle. Like you wouldn't be able to tell it either one of them. They they are abysmal, and I like like I, I have super sevens that I love, but these are so bad. Like Brian has Marky's hair. <laughs> yeah, because that's the one where it's pulled back. Uh, let me see if while you're looking at that, I'm just going to go. I know you're not. I don't think they put them publicly, but I know I can definitely go and see if they're on Facebook as long as they didn't pull them. Um, I'll send you a picture of what the other Myers one looks like. All right. Um, let's see. Do to do to do 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 Joe Sposto. Send That's it to me. your phone. So that from the neck down, both of these figures look amazing uh, because they put a lot of work into the the decos of the the bodies and like the gear and all that stuff but the fucking faces it's not that they don't look like them because it doesn't but they don't look human <laughs> like the eyes are basically touching in the middle you know are brian and broski happy with this um they as far or as are I they just see, posting these without comment it like Broski said final. I think he meant to say finally, and then Myers has said uh, like, "Look what I got, finally in hand" type of deal. Um, and like, there the comments are people just being like, like woof, <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. Woof. And I don't think that they're responding, but I haven't looked recently. Yeah. And like full disclosure, I pre-ordered these. Um, I did it through Entertainment Earth, uh, so I have not yet been charged. I can cancel and have no like risk on it, and I might because they look really bad. But at the same time, I, I'll never look at them. They're going to be in the box, you know. So it's like I don't know that they're a bad fig, and I can't imagine they made more than a thousand of these guys because they said that like they sold like a third as many as they did the previous Super Sevens. But, but weren't these so okay? So weren't these ones a little bit more expensive? The old, the first gen was fifty five a piece. These were seventy five a piece. Okay, so there's number one. Yeah, 
number two, I would have to say, like, they kind of buried Super 7 a bunch, like, while these were getting ready to come out, you know? Yeah, but I don't think they buried them until after the pre-order window was closed. I mean, smart business, but mm. they've been burying their lack of, like, updates that they've been not receiving from Super 7, you know? I guess... But like I said, the only thing that I'm, I'm trying to think like I should pro- the only reason I kind of want to keep the pre-order is just because like, again, I feel like there's some scarcity to them. But like I also just last week bought Cobra bats that were two years old for eleven dollars, you know, that used to be fifty five. So maybe if I cancel these, I can get them on clearance eventually because I know uh, the Myers Super 7, like the first gen was on. Uh, either Big Bad or Entertainment Earth's Black Friday sale for like twenty bucks, you know. Mm. But they're so bad. <laughs> you yeah, know, they're, like they're the not down. great, not yeah. at all. And especially with the Power Town figures, like how beautiful those are, you know. I don't know, but I just wanted to show. Like, I didn't know if you had actually seen that picture or if you knew it was. I know you commented, but I didn't know if you knew. That no, that I legitimately like, like if you told me like get like legitimately guess who they are. I'm like I have no fucking clue. Yeah. But yeah, those are maybe not like the final, final ones, but I think the implication is that like, hey, here's what they're going to look like type of thing. Right. You know, woof. (laughs) But that's all I got, Joe. I just wanted to talk about that. All right. Those are the two things that you said? I was going to bring up, I was just going to say, I don't know if you, uh, did you see the Brody King chase figure that they announced today or yesterday? Yes. I really want that. That's the first like chase I've wanted since uh, Brody Lee chases because it's uh, it's not just a different like paint job. It's like all right, the regular one has the House of Black mask, which I need, but then this one has the like the bandana and the the, the skull cap, like the beanie. Like it's a completely different like era of Brody King. It's almost like indie era Brody King. I was like, oh man, I gotta have to buy that. God damn it! But uh, I just wanted to mention that. I don't need the CM Punk ROH uh, Chris Hero homage figure. No, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, oh yeah, it's really bad. But that's all I got. All right. Well, like I said, I I uh, appreciate everyone hanging in there, uh, listening to the show. Hopefully, uh, everyone has a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, the whole Megilla, and uh, yeah. For Adam, this is Joe closing out episode. What did I say? Two seventy two of Ad Odds with Wrestling. Yeah, sounds right. I get confused by the end of the show. Uh, so again, hey everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.